All right. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. My hiccups are gone. I don't know. Solve it. What? Dude, what the fuck? I just don't. I, the thing I hate about all of, all of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is the Aloha Press Show. My name is JC. I'm joined today with my co-host, Jeff. This is the recap of Bermuda. I mean, the old man classic is, is, is upon us. We, we got the results in. Jeff, how are we doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I, I'm well rested. I feel good. I'm, you know, it's pitch black outside at 530 here, but I'm ready to rock. It's, that's like the worst thing in the world is like the world has ended like way sooner. Like now, like you used to be able to sneak out and like play like nine or 12 holes in the afternoon or in the evening. But now it's fuck. It gets dark at five thirty, and you can only play like half a hole, or let alone go to the range. It just—I hate daylight savings time. Yeah, it, it felt like I was waiting forever to go to work last night with this time change. It's absolutely brutal. Plus, like, what happened to the weather? All of a sudden, it went from like beautiful seventy degrees, just a light breeze, to Today I woke up, it was 36 degrees outside, and it looked like a fucking hurricane hit my backyard. Like, there's fucking pine needles everywhere. It was fucking, it was just horrible. It, I didn't rank them. Someone ranked them. I, I didn't rank them. But. You got other things to do. Like I, I play golf, you know. It's <laughs> yeah. other shit to do. But, uh, yeah, has the weather changed for you out on the West Coast? Is it finally, uh, I don't, I don't want to say cooling down, but is it getting better? It's cooling down in the evenings. Um, looks like we've got about. 80, 80 degrees for the next few days, and then it's going to get real cold. So, you know what that means? I'll be in a winter suit for the next four months at work. In your bag. That's if, uh, yeah. But, I mean, if you had to pick a place to go play golf on vacation, it probably would be Bermuda. And, and sure enough, the PJ Tour uh, said, fuck it. Like, if we're going to have fans, why not travel to a different country, a different territory, and go to the Bermuda Championship where they had – you know, the top-notch PGA Tour players playing for $4 million. Jeff, Brian Gage, your winner. At any point in time, did you even think about Brian Gage? Even, I didn't even realize he was in the mix, let alone being, like, actually playing in the golf tournament. Um, I mean, your reaction to it, buddy? I, I didn't because for the first three days, you know, I, I didn't really see him that much. They, were, no. they had other storylines they were paying attention to, and – you know, I'll tell you one thing. The, the coverage did a good job of making me really, really want to go back to Bermuda because all they did was show the towns and the houses yes. and the way of life. And I'm just like, I, I want to go now. Like, now. Like, I started a group thread with some of the people that we were there with, and, and we were dying just reminiscing about being there. But Brian Gay, I woke up Sunday, and because of the time change, I got to catch the last hour of coverage. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, that boy was solid. He had no fear. Even when he three-putted 17, he comes right back, Fucking sticks it on 18, makes birdie. And then the other guy was a little shaky. Wyndham Clark was a little shaky down the stretch there. Uh, but, you know, Brian Gay deserved it. Hey, he's an over 40 guy. Freaking got it done. Yeah, I mean, shoot, he's he's 49 years old. I mean, at no point in time, I, I was watching two things on my television. One, I had, like, uh, 
a dinosaur movie on. I can't remember Jurassic Park, you know, car- cartoon. I'm like tuned in on that. But then I got to realize like, shit, I got to watch some golf. And by like the 13, 14 hole, yeah, Mr. Clark goes out there and fucking like shits his pants. He's, he's three putting. Like he was, he had a three, four shot lead. The tournament was boring. Uh, but then you've got, yeah, Mr. Gay just coming down the stretch, just kind of, you know, plugging along, making a bunch of birdies. And then all of a sudden on 18, sticks it to like, what, three feet and then taps in. Is like, eh, I guess we'll, we'll see if he makes a birdie or not. And sure enough, he, uh, I will give Clark a little credit. He stuck it to about 12 feet on 18, and he at least did not leave the winning putt short. I- I'll give him that credit. He did run no, it by he, about eight feet. He didn't collapse completely. Like, 16 no. and 17 were tough to watch because I-, I was like, the wheels are coming off hard right now. This guy's going to blow it. Uh, he got himself into a playoff. Yeah, and he hit two good shots on 18 and on the playoff. Yeah. But, I mean, he fucking hammered both of those birdie putts. They didn't have a chance. It's, it was one of those things, like, as a little kid, people tell you, like, all right, don't leave putt-putt short, okay? Like, you got to make it through the clown's mouth. He hammered. He absolutely hammer-fucked the putt to where there was no – the grain wasn't taking it. The ball was still skipping while I was going past the hole. It was just I, – uh, I thought he might three-putt on 18 when he blew it by four feet. I'm like, fuck, he's going to do this to himself right now? Exactly. Just seeing it implode. And the worst part about it was you got 500 people sitting there who clearly are not social distancing. The picture that we took was just awesome. I mean, golf course is kind of an iffy condition, um, but then you've got 500 people there screaming and cheering, and, and uh, it was just kind of – it was nerve-wracking. But Brian hey, got it, it done. But didn't it kind of give you a different sense watching the golf with fans again? Like, I could tell, like, the players were at least a little nervous. Like, it was yes. – there was a different feel. Even though it was only a few people there, um, there was a different feel for them. Well, I, I think I think Mr. Clark and Brian Gay at times never have 500 people watching them play golf at any point in time. <laughs> These 500 people were just excited to be outside the house. They're like, holy shit, we're here. We're watching other people play golf. It's a beautiful day out, but fuck, like I could see Brian Gay and Clark getting a little nervous. But you know, at at the end, it was it got shoved into a playoff. Um, the the golf channel coverage. I two quick comments one yes they did an excellent job of selling bermuda i want to go i i mean you it's it's easy to sell it's on an island but that we're, we're here to watch the golf like i didn't i thought i turned on the fucking travel channel at, at some point in time like oh beautiful cliff diving and all they they showed more of that shit than fucking the golf tournament like you would think like you're hosting a golf tournament at a golf course at a golf court resort where you have actually played yeah, we're not going to show that. We're going to show the fucking ocean and fucking people in bikinis. It was, it was, I mean, it was good. It was just it was just awkward. But when we come down to the playoff, I thought I was watching fucking NFL Red Zone. Like, hey, we're going into a playoff. Hey, we're watching Darren Clark fucking shank it out of bounds. Like, what was your take on the golf coverage splitting the TV screen into smaller screens to one, watch really old guys play golf and then watch a younger guy and a old guy play against each other in the playoff. I was pissed off because, you know, I just gave the last hour of my day or an hour of the tournament to watch every shot to see who's going to win. They get yeah. in a playoff, which can, can be very exciting, right? And then all of a sudden, we're going split screens. We don't know what, what audio we're going to play. Are we going to listen to fucking the, the dildos out there? You know, on the old man's tour, are we going to listen to the guys over here in Bermuda? 
They got they got no clue what's going on. Um, and yeah, the the footage they were showing on the Champions Tour was worse than me and you playing around the Golf of Mace Meadows. <laughs> I just like don't switch me to like the worst golf tournament. Like who the first of all, no one's watching that golf tournament. The only reason why they had any viewers is because you turned it into a fucking split screen. Like the last thing I want to do is watch. And don't get me wrong, I love Darren Clark. I think he's an awesome Open champion. He's got a great historic, you know, name, whatever. But his fat ass just shanks it in out of bounds and then gets into a golf cart, makes his damn caddy walk with his fucking tour bag down the fairway. I'm like, all right, this, this isn't, no. Like, tune it back to Bermuda. At least, you know, clip away to the beach or something. I just, the Timber Creek Lodge, uh, it was not going to occupy my time. And it was just, it was irritating. It pissed me off. Well, and the other thing that pissed me off is half the coverage of the fucking old man's tour was they had some of those guys mic'd up, right? I don't know if you saw any of that. Probably not. No. <laughs> but it was just terrible TV. Uh, but Scott McCarron, right? They let yeah. those guys drive a car if they want to. Sure. Their caddy's still off the walk and carry the bag. This motherfucker was so in tune to just talking and bullshitting because he was mic'd up. He forgot about his cart multiple times. It would have to walk 150 yards back because he'd just start walking with the guys playing. And I'm like, yeah. this, is just, this is just dumb. Just stop showing this. Get it off there. Stick to Bermuda. It's over with. It's because that was that was the product, and it was a cool storyline. I mean, Clark, Oregon Duck. You know, if you read the newsletter, of course, I misspelled Oregon. <laughs> uh, that's. I encourage you to read the uh, the golf email newsletter. Go to the website. Subscribe. It's great content. If you, maybe an English major would want to like edit some shit. I. I was running out of time. I couldn't send it to the editor. I was, you know, you know, hit, hit, uh, hit spell check and sure enough, it fucking doesn't catch Oregon. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mr. Clark from Oregon ducks. I mean, young guy's been on the tour for a couple of years now and it has an opportunity to win a PGA tour event. And it's a, it's a big PGA tour event. Fuck. They get 500 FedEx cup points. They get it a, they get an entry into the masters in, in 2021. Uh, this was a big deal, and it just felt – I just felt like the TV coverage did not treat it as, as big of a deal as it, as it was. And besides, you have Ryan Gay. I mean, not Ryan Gay, Brian Gay. Ryan Gay on the fucking car. I mean, this guy's – he's a headliner. I mean, he's got a fucking – he's got a soul patch. He's got a flat bill hat. You know, I mean, this guy, he looks like me in, like, you know, 18 years. Like, he – I was good. I was going to say, with, with that facial hair, that hat, and those shades, those mirrored shades that he had on, he looks like he's 20 years younger. Yes. I mean, and I was just – I was going through back the highlights of Brian Gay just to kind of, like, understand where he came from. He's been on the PGA Tour for, like, 25 fucking years. He, he was on the tour before Clark was even fucking born. Like, it's just incredible, his longevity. And he is not – we all might want to talk about how, how – the distance debate with golf. But the one thing I realized this week is if you add wind and a short golf course on, on some challenging terrain, it doesn't matter if you're a long hitter at all. Um, because I mean, we saw a great example. I mean, another old guy that made the fucking telecast, Fred Funk, 64 years old. He averaged 240 yards off the tee. I mean, me and Fred Funk could battle, uh, I think. I, I think at, you know, a local muni in a long drive contest. Jeff, it, it was the week of the old guys. And I don't know what's in the water in 2020, but 
at one point in time, I was looking at Brian Gay, Ryan Armour, Stuart Sink, and Fred Funk all in the mix. And I'm like, this is, this is, this is, the, this is the absolute worst thing for golf. The best thing for the Champions Tour. Worst thing for the PGA Tour. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm doing a little research today for our show, right? And I just said, yeah, I'll check on the FedEx Cup standings real quick, see where they're at. I know it's kind of relatively early in the season. Stuart yeah. Sink's number two. Yes. I'm like, what is going on around here? It, I mean, can you imagine Stuart Sink having multiple victories this year? I mean, you're never going to re- get rid of that guy. He's going to be on the PGA Tour forever. Him and Fred Funk are going to be there until they're fucking 90. It's just – I, I don't know. It's how, how did Fred Funk get an invite? That's what I did. They have an extra spot to fill. Like, well, I'm that just was confused. The, that was the confusing part. Besides Fred Funk. Okay. Don't get me wrong. He made the cut. Great. Good job. Whatever. I don't want to watch you. I, you are not entertaining to me. You are, you running around your old guy pants and your, but then you have your son there, Taylor Funk. I, I Googled him. I looked him up as a PGA Tour player. He's not even a professional golfer. He's playing in a PGA Tour event, but fuck. It's just – it's annoying. Like, those spots should be reserved for guys on the Corn Ferry Tour. Some of the younger guys coming up, trying, trying to make a name for themselves. Instead, we get the, the Funk family and the Stuart Sink family. It's just, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> in all honesty, like, Bermuda's a beautiful place. The course yes. – it's a nice course. It wasn't in the best shape. Um, but boring ass golf for about three and three quarters of, a, of the tournament, you know, until the last hour, last three, four holes, it was fucking boring. It, you can only show me the ocean so many times before it all just looks the same. Like it, I didn't have that personal connection to the golf course and there was just no, like, I mean, I watched a couple, like couple pairings with, uh, you know, some guys I like to watch and, and, uh, but other than that, like, this just wasn't a big draw uh, for me when it comes to, uh, you know, capturing my attention. And don't get me wrong. You know, I want to go. I want to play the golf course. It looks beautiful. It looks amazing. It just – hole 18 was, like, the simplest, boring golf hole. I, I, I don't know who designed that. Like, it just is kind of boring. It's, like, in the middle of the golf course, up playing up to the clubhouse. Like, there's no, no risk-reward. Just bombing down there, hit, hit gap wedge. It is. There's, there's no trouble because the water left, unless you hit the, just a straight duck hook, you ain't going in that water. Mm-hmm. And then the, the bunker, the bunker left, you can carry the bunker, right. It's not even like a penalty because you have a wedge in to the, to the green. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a shitty finishing hole. Um, 16 and 17 are really fun though. I mean, which kind of leading up to it. It, it absolutely was. So, I mean, Brian Gay, Hey, you're uh you're a Bermuda champion. I mean, the guy, Jeff, I got to ask you, over and under, has this guy made more or less than $20 million on the PGA Tour? I, so I would say less, but because you told me he's been on tour for 25 plus fucking years, and I know this, I think this was his fifth victory, he's made over $20 million. Yep, $28 million. He's made <laughs> $28 million on the PGA Tour. That is incredible as a 49 year old man who I. If if I had if he didn't win the in the uh, the golf tournament this week, I would have had zero idea of any golf courses that he actually won at. I mean, the last tournament he won was back in 2013. I mean, he's only been to the Masters twice in 25 years, twice, and it 2021 is going to be the third one. So absolutely fucking crazy. But 
that is crazy. But you know what? Hey, five victories and to stick it out that long, that's a hell of a career. I, hell yeah. I mean, this guy, he, he did it. I mean, and he did it well. I mean, for the most part, I mean, fuck, he, he doesn't hit it long. I mean, his, his, his iron play and his wedge play is unbelievable. It's just, I, you got you to gotta congratulate him. Brian you Gay. Know what's really What's up? No, uh, c- congrats, Brian Gay. Awesome job. I, I appreciate it. It's, it. it's really fucking hard to talk about these shitty-ass tournaments. <laughs> it's tough, especially with, Masters, <laughs> especially with the Masters looming, and we're going to get into it right now because I Bermuda Championship, I, I loved it. It was wonderful. It was a great couple hours I watched. We'll see you next year. And if we're there, invite us there. Like, fuck, like some of these dingbats that are on the coverage, like get those fucking idiots out of there. Let's. You know, get get Jeff and I down there. I have a few cocktails, you know, a few, uh, I don't know what they sell in Bermuda, what, rum something. Um, rum swizzles. Yeah, I mean, we'll have a couple of those. And just, you know, give me a microphone and let me walk around, you know, chit-chat with people and, you know, telling you about how I would hit the golf shot, you know. I, I mean, the most notable player in the field, Fred Funk, fuck, you know he's going to be there. So, I, you know, I got something to relate to. So, moving on, Jeff. Last week, we – we were introduced with some with some news. Augusta National is happening in a couple of weeks. Now, I had a conversation, okay, with my agent slash wife. She is uh, she is okay to trip to Augusta National. I'll be making the trek. I don't know where I'm staying. I might be staying in the bed of my truck. Uh, I might be, you know, coming to you live from the uh, the Augusta, you know, Piggly Wiggly across the street from Augusta National, Magnolia Lane. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But it's going to be fun. I mean, I'm not wor- – the Aloha Press isn't the only ones that are going to be there. But, uh, you know, ESPN College Football Game Day is going to be there. Jeff, the Masters is a big deal. Why the fuck is ESPN College Game Day going to be there? Like, what the hell? I, I, I kind of was thinking the same fucking thing. Like, what, what – why do we need Kirk Herbstreet and the boys, you know, doing their morning show from Augusta? Like, just give me golf. This is like the one week that you can't get enough golf. Exactly. Right. It's like, I, I don't college football right now, in my opinion, it, it, I don't even pay attention to it. Pac-12 is getting ready to start up. So I'll, I'll watch a little bit more here, but that, that's just, to me, that's just, just ridiculous. Get them out of there, go to the fucking school, wherever you're calling the game for, yeah. you know, Saturday night and leave the fucking masters alone. It just, I've been watching, I've been watching videos of the masters of them painting curbs, cleaning up pine needles, that's way more entertaining than these freaking knuckleheads on college game day. Like, I, get off the golf course. Like, if you're going to have anyone there, okay, set up a booth, maybe a card table or a fucking, you know, a couple plastic chairs and let us fucking, you know, dish out and see what our fucking predictions are. So, hey, I got, I got an idea for you. Yes. I got a way to sneak your fucking ass in. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you the fucking mascot outfit from the Oregon Ducks <laughs> and you're going to fucking sneak in as fucking – or Lee Corso in in the fucking uniform and get in there and just might have to stay a couple nights in the restroom somewhere, but you know, you'd at least be on the grounds. I I thought about like, what's the penalty of like trespassing in the state of Georgia? I'm going to have to look that up. If you're listening, watching this, uh, we're, we're going to, I need a lawyer. Okay. I need a lawyer on, on call, maybe uh you know, a, a bail bondsman, but I just figured life, I can probably tunnel in, you know, I I'm from California. Like, fuck, like we've been to Mexico and back. Like, you know, we'll figure it out. Um, I just figured, you know, why not make a guest appearance? I just maybe I'll put a mask on. Like, which PGA Tour player can I? Can I like? Can I? Can I like? No, 
Brian Gay. I fit, yeah, I just you know, I'm just checking out the place, guys. Don't don't worry about me. I'll, you know, I'll bleach my hair, uh, get some thick sunglasses. You know, I already got the flat bill, so it's it's covered. But uh, anyways, Masters news, canceling the par three contest. Jeff, do you care about the par three contest? I, I don't care about it at all. I think it's stupid that they canceled it, though. I mean, how is that really any different than the regular golf? Right. You know, I mean, I mean, I know it, you, I know you have like family members as your caddies, and there's there's probably a few more people screwing around, but they're all fucking part of the PGA Tour family. It's not like they're spectators. It's, let them fucking it's, out there. Yeah, it's it's the bubble. Let them fucking play. Let, what is it? Little kids gonna fucking contract COVID and spread it? Probably. But it, who gives a shit? Like, it, you're having the golf tournament held. Some not all of these guys, but some of them are flying over from Bermuda. Hell, they're they're spending some time in Houston. Like, I, I think it's dumb. I, I think they should continue the uh, the tradition. It's going to be kind of sad, but uh, other things. The TV schedule does not look great for the Masters. It has been cut significantly. the The players are going to be going off both uh, on number one and number ten tee this year uh, on three out of the four days to try and get these guys around, especially with the. Uh, Daylight savings time. Jeff, do any of these players have any advantage going off number 10 compared to, to, to hole number one? Is that, a, is that an advantage? I, I don't know. I, I to tell you the truth, it's going to be such a different Masters with no fans and the time of year. I, I don't know who's going to have an advantage or not. But speaking of the coverage, I, I don't know if I was fucking dreaming or if I read this somewhere or if it was late night at work and fucking an ad pod. Did I see that they're going to have the option to you on PGA tour live or one of these, these channels to follow a certain golfer for every shot, if you want to. Yeah. So this is the technology that was uh, they've been working on uh, for, for years now. It's uh, the masters has done an unbelievable job of always having, they at least have one camera on each hole and they generally have one announcer on each hole. So they have the ability to go and cut to each individual hole without having too much movement. Um, but yes, so this year you're going to be able to log on to the masters.com and you're going to be able to follow whatever group you want. Um, you can follow fucking Tiger's group all day. You can follow, uh, you know, uh, Ricky Fowler's group, you know, DJ, whoever um, during the week. So, which is going to be cool. Um, it's going to be presented by the masters. Um, the television coverage on Thursday and Friday is going to be covered by ESPN. And then Saturday and Sunday, you're going to get the, uh, you know, Jim Nance and Nick Faldo fucking show uh, on, on the weekend. So it's, uh, it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be different. I think it's going to be a different experience. I, I kind of like some of the coverage stuff that the Masters puts out just because they have a unique take on how they deliver the product. I don't know how it's going to look with fans uh, not being there. But, yeah, rumor's true. Rumor's true, Jeff. All right. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you know you know when you work the yard. Sometimes fucking dreams turn into uh, yeah reality and reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all fucked up. It gets weird. But um, wrapping up the uh, the Bermuda Championship and some of the Master stuff. Um, Tiger Woods is not playing the Houston Open, which was not crazy. Um, and then, did you happen to see the uh, the Brooks Kepka and uh, and Jenna Instagram live thing that went on? I saw some clips of it. Were they laying in bed together or doing questions and answers or something? Yes, it was a Q&A. Uh, part of it was Brooks Kepka and her driving around playing golf, and then the other of it was, uh, yeah, them laying in bed together. It was, uh, it was awkward. Um, 
if I'm laying in bed and I shave my chest, wouldn't you shave your nipples too, Brooks Kepka? Like, you're, what are you doing, bro? Like, creepy. Like, you clearly don't have a lot of chest hair, but the, the stuff that you do, like, get rid of the nipple hair, right? Like, that's, that's key. Don't leave the nipple hair. That's weird. I didn't see that, but, you know, you got good eyes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's <just laughs> awkward. But uh, I thought it was kind of cool. It was, it was an interesting perspective to, uh, to see Brooks Kupka answer some of the questions. Like, one of the things that I saw that, that brought up was uh, why he wipes his putter face all the time. And apparently it was a story that he had heard that uh, a guy missed, like, a, a three-footer um, because of, like, a grain of sand that was on the putter face. And that's, that's why he does it. Um, other than that, it was like a, it was an awkward like talk show. It was just creepy. It was just kind of weird, and it was like cut up. It wasn't like truly live. Like it, someone had edited it and dubbed it. So it, it was okay. It was it was it was it was what it was. But um, it gave gave you something to watch and talk about. You know, yeah. in a in a week or two where we've had not a lot to fucking talk about. That's that's okay. No, the uh, the golf talk has been it's been rough. It's been challenging because it's. It's the, the law of press decided to launch three newsletters a week and we have been scraping for, uh, some, some content. Um, I've been, hey, might... been looking at rest records. I mean, just a lot of things going on, but yeah, it might be, it might be time to, uh, get that old, uh, daily romance stories guy back on the phone <laughs> and see what's, up. see what's cooking. I just, you know, yeah. you never know. Um, but wrap it up, Jeff, the, uh, the Bermuda championship, um, any, any takeaways from this week in golf? No, I mean, like I said, I, I got a connection to that course because I've played it. I feel like I remember a lot of those holes. Um, but the trip to Bermuda is much more than golf. I'll tell you that much. And that that's, that's definitely fucking second when you go there. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's vacation golf. It's, it's, uh, you know, you're meant to shoot like 95 because, uh, the wind's going to blow about 40. And uh, you're going you're gonna to kind of hate golf for a little bit because it's not Castle Oaks. And that's, that's, and that's yeah. okay. It's the way it goes. Um, just know that a 64-year-old man is going to beat you, Mr. Fred Funk. But um, <laughs> moving on, Jeff. If you guys haven't subscribed to the email newsletter, go do it. You can, uh, you can sign up at thealohapress.com and download, subscribe, and like our podcast and share it. If you do share it, okay, you leave a review on Apple Podcasts or a comment on YouTube, guess what? I'm going to send you some – some 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 mystery gear I don't, I don't know what it is it's probably gonna be the shape of golf tees and uh, divot tools but you know you never know I'm, I'm i've got gear laying around that i need to get rid of so i have some shot glasses so uh if you have a second just leave a review on apple podcast <laughs> so with that being said jeff really appreciate it, buddy and we will uh catch up to you uh next week next show later buddy